Time once again for the Integrateness Podcast with Jason and Jolene. I'm Jason. She's Jolene sitting right over there. Jolene, how are you now? Fucking sad. I'm so sad. So dark. It's so dark in the mornings. It's so dark at night. I'm solar powered and I'm running low. (laughs) I thought you were incapable of sadness and low moods. The whole time I've known, the year I've known you, year plus now, you've never once been like, you know what I mean? You should talk to my kids every day. They're like, mommy, I'm sorry you're sad. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was just a parent thing, right? Totally. I cry on the daily. I never used to though, right? Now I have safety to cry. So it's also an emotion I express more readily now than I used to. But um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. no, for the most part, I'm pretty good. I like to, uh, you know, I'm fairly high energy, but I will tell you that dark mornings, dark nights, make for long days right they're confusing before my kids used to be able to like come home and play in the street for a while even after dinner and it's just dark <laughs> dark it is it's and it's one of those things because um like i am one of those few people i think that loves fall winter like love it i love the dark Maybe it's because I got a darkness inside of me that that just feels like it can thrive at this time of year. And my favorite holidays, Halloween, and <clears throat> my favorite movies are the Halloween movies and horror movies and stuff. And and I hunt ghosts, so you know it just kind of lends itself to dark, <laughs> right? I've and I've loved it since I was a kid. Summer, eh, it's hot, sticky. It was neat to go to the lake and swim and everything. But once like the leaves started to fall, and especially when the time change changed earlier. Remember when it used to change like pre-Halloween? And it would be like dark at like 4.30, but it was like late October, man. I just, this, this is my time of year. When we had that, that um, what do we call it now when it's really warm later? We used to call it Indian summer, but I don't think we're allowed to anymore. I know. That's all I ever knew it as too. Listeners, yeah. if you guys know the new name, please let us know. We'd like to be PC. Half of us like to be PC. Um, <laughs> it's, I kid, I kid. Uh, but I, I, that was, it was, it was driving me nuts. Because well, people are like, oh yeah, they're wearing shorts and it's 22 degrees and it's the middle to late October. This is awesome. I'm like, it's not. You're you're not even wearing socks. <laughs> like, what the hell? But I was like, I can't even get in the mood. It's like Halloween's like two weeks away. I haven't even decorated yet. Yes, I decorate like weeks in advance of Halloween. Um, but I because it didn't feel like fall or Halloween was coming. But now that the weather's transitioned, when it hit that, I think like third weekend in October and the weather ch- started to change and it got, I was like, yes, thank you. Yeah, it's funny because if you guys could look at us right now, I have this like bright, bright light coming into my office and Jason's hanging out in his basement. That's <laughs> his office, right? So we have this beautiful polarity of light and dark playing out here, which I think everybody can pick up on. <laughs> but that being said, my work gets really dark and I'm like the person who brings the flashlight to mine people in the darkness, right? Like I love digging into the darkness, but my environment. Yeah. I actually have a really hard time in the house I live in now. I remember, especially when I was like stuck inside through smoky summers and, um, just, uh, through my maternity leave, especially with my twins, when I was like really paralyzed to my house way before quarantine was a thing. Um, I remember having issues like, like, like oddly freaking out and being like, how do I get more light in here? Like, how do we add more light bulbs? Cause it was just like this low grade, kind of dullness there was like no because the sun goes low and it doesn't come through my windows the same way and I have like a north south 
facing house primarily instead of like um, uh, east west, right? So not getting the same um, sun coverage. It was really difficult, still is. And like, you know, dark cupboards in my kitchen, I would love to get white because I just don't like it so dark in there. <laughs> my wife's the same. She has to have like, we don't even close except for with sleeping. Curtains are open yeah. all, all hours of the day, even nights. She has much natural light or even artificial light coming into our houses. She loves that. And even the base, she has an office downstairs too, but it's the room with like the two windows that faces the sun for a good portion of the day. You know what I mean? Like she needs that light and I'll be downstairs even at night. And I've like the two low watt light bulbs are on and I'm kind of just listening to music on the, on the vinyl. And I'm, and she's like, how oh, do you like it so dark? And I'm very cheerful. I'm like, cause it's great. This is perfect. I'm awesome. Yeah. You I guys. Handle this. Yeah. Like back in the day when Jason would put black eyeliner on. <laughs> <laughs> I never did the goth thing. We called it goth back then and not emo. Um, um, yeah, it was very the opposite, but I wore a lot of black. A so lot I think, of black. yeah, well, and that's the other thing. I actually wear a lot of dark colors too. And that's more of like, uh, putting a pair of sunglasses on as like an energy buffer for sure. It's a way of me controlling how much energy kind of attracts and comes in, especially since I intentionally, uh, work with energy. So there's a big piece of that, that black, that's very intentional, right? It's the, yeah, like I a portion of all of the colors in, in a sense. <laughs> Um, but you know, we want to get people thinking because you guys have gotten to know us well enough to know like how well we cope through life, you know, how we've kind of ebbed and flowed with the waves that have come through. And we're relatively resourced individuals who are still experiencing the same human life that you guys are. Um, but you know, everybody is impacted by changes of seasons, some in better ways, some in more negative ways. And then some people are even more biologically impacted. So when we're looking at seasonal affective disorder, which is why I said I was sad, <laughs> right? It's interesting that it like acronyms into sad, but looking at like, there is a phenomena where they've, you know, categorized it as like a diagnosis. But I think if we all start to just live a little more intuitively to recognize like when we get influenced by certain things like springtime is typically manic time that's when things start to pick up that's when people get more energy well yeah because we were typically in a lower energy point and if we were to look at nature and the way cycles um play play out in our seasons I mean you've got fall when things are kind of falling away and we kind of get to harvest everything that we've just spent the last many months growing and working on and then it's like things go dormant right the trees are not actively growing in the winter time in the ways that they used to the plants aren't like there there has to be a rest season in order for the new growing an abundant season to come and when we can really embrace the cycles of life that way suddenly it's not like I really hate pathologizing this time of year into some kind of diagnostic category. But again, we are meant to be so productive through those times because we have ways that we can override this natural system. Um, so we have heaters in homes. We have heaters in cars. We have things that plow the roads. We don't have things that actually hermit us for a couple of months to really sit in and rest and normalize that this is our non-mobile time of the year. This is what we stockpiled for. This is what we, this, we don't have to do any of that because we get our food in stores and we override all of that natural state of being. And we function the same as we did in the summer, essentially by pushing through all those things. But we wonder why it's harder. We wonder why it's tougher to get out of bed. We wonder why. Well, because we never gave ourselves a season of rest. 
Exactly. So I want to really normalize that because I don't think societally we do. We're just like, why isn't it as easy as it was in June? And why couldn't I just, because we're not meant to go a buck 90 all year long. <laughs> we were actually meant to, from a evolutionary standpoint, we were meant to go through productive seasons and less productive seasons. And winter is that. So it's about recognizing my day might start a little later and it might end a little earlier thinking of the cycles of the darkness, right? And what does that look like? Where do I slow down, right? But really we don't because we're still running to hockey. We're still dropping kids off at dance at nine o'clock at night. We're still doing all that bullshit. It's not bullshit. I get it. We like it, guys. But still recognize you're overriding the darkness in many ways, right? Imagine if we suddenly decided to revert in a sense. We give ourselves permission that through the winter, we would treat it like we would have done pre-organized society. Mm -hmm. Do you imagine that? How awesome would that be? To actually, I, and I, I landscaped for a year. And yeah. so, yeah, you know, March start, got out, worked, worked hard all summer, like backbreaking work and then layoff hit in November. And it was like, I don't have to do anything mm -hmm. for three to four months. And it was eventually because I, I denied me because I went from a really high paying government job and, in, in, you know, employment counseling to go work in a lower paying job. Never mind. It was for my own mental health because I wanted to just destroy the world after trying to fix people's problems for so long. So I really respect that you can do that, Jolene. Um, <laughs> but I had two months, like till after Christmas, basically, where I could do nothing. And that was like almost the most joyous two adult months mm. that I ever had because I had to do nothing. Yeah, and I think you say joyous, but you know, it's not like you were jumping up and down and being like exuberantly happy. I think what's joyous about it is that you were probably at a place of peace yeah. and balance. Yeah, that yeah, like we have a really messed up concept of what happiness and joy and all of that is for me, like having a flow and peace and balance, um, feeling like uh, time is not running too fast or too slow. Because uh, again, oh, time is another trip. We could do a whole session on time, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, looking at that and being like, I was able to live intuitively on a day where I felt productive. I could do that on a day where I didn't and I wasn't feeling it. I could do that. And this is where, I mean, when we look at just like energy cycles in terms of not only seasonal stuff, but, you know, on like monthly cycles. So for women, we cycle with the moon. So we actually have 28 day biological cycles and that's what our energy operates on. So that's what I plan my business around, try and plan my life around that. But I definitely am more um, uh, inspired. I have a lot more energy around the full moon. Um, and then around the new moon, it tends to be a bit more of a um, quiet kind of intuitive planning type time. And I really started to notice those patterns. So for women, we have like a 28 day cycle. So throughout the month, we'll find our productive times for men, masculine energy, not just gender, but masculine energy. That's typically what this Western culture operates on. And it's a 24 hour clock. So it actually replenishes itself every 24 hours. So you guys are like the nine to five. That's why you can push through in that way. So you've got a bunch of women on a 28 day cycle operating on a 24 hour masculine dominant cycle. And you can see where burnout fits for many people on that one right but if we were able to live more intuitively which means you know I know people who have since COVID especially decided to just homeschool their kids and they're like 
I want my kids to wake up when it feels right for their body. I don't want to rush them out of the house. I don't want to force feed them at different times when they don't need to. I want them to feel like they have flexibility around when they can move, when they cannot. I feel like your wheels are turning right now, Jason, because you're like, that's all I ever wanted as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> to not get up and go to school. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people who are doing that. And I know for me being my own and you as well, Jason, like running your own business hours now, you know, my kids were talking about that on the way to school this morning. My daughter was like, mom, I want to be my own boss when I'm older. I want to make my own money. And I was like, girlfriend, do it because yeah. that is the freedom in life right there. I get to choose my own hours. I'm kind of a dick and make myself like, this is my day off. I'm recording on my day off. And someone pointed out like, that doesn't seem like a day off. I was like, oh yeah, I guess it's not. <laughs> but it's a day off from client work, right? It feels like yeah. a different kind of day. But really recognizing I have my own autonomy over what that looks like. If I wanted to start a little later in my day, then I would have flexibility to do that, right? I think that's so important when we have um, agency over what we are doing. And think about going back to the old resentments episode, like when we're forced to do things we don't want to do and our body doesn't feel like doing, like waking up, going to work, you know, people who were able to stay home um, during COVID and now have gone back to like a gradual half in the office, half at home, they're happier people because they're not forcing themselves into these uncomfortable places all the time, which might mean they can maybe not put makeup on for work that day. And that feels like fucking liberating as hell, you know, or save them half an hour in the morning or whatever. Or even just work all day in your pajamas or yeah. your sweats, right? And if you want yeah. to take a break and go out for lunch, you can when you want to, not when it's the, the mandated 12 to 1. Yeah, when we look at like giving people freedom of choice over some basic fucking needs in their lives, we have so much more life satisfaction, right? Huge, huge, right? And that's where I think taking it back to sort of the weather, if you're in tune with the season and you're able to then manage yourself around that, you're probably not going to get as bummed out in mid-December when it's cold, the coldest and the darkest and everything, and you're feeling the most down. You might not feel that way because you are intuitively working, living around these natural cycles in the world. And embracing them, right? And, in, you know, like I said, I'm very openly a summer girl. I'm a girl of the light in many ways, but like also embracing, okay, now is the time that I sink into a different space and it might not be my favorite, but it's necessary, right? Yeah. Um, and recognizing that piece too. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people like you naturally start to eat with the seasons, so we can eat lighter food in the warmer weather. Right. So I love Chinese medicine follows a lot of this, depending on the seasons, there's often different herbs and different foods that support, um, you know, whatever season it is and whatever element is highlighted in that season and stuff. It's really cool to, to follow, um, that philosophy if you're interested, um, but there's different ways that you can eat with the seasons. A lot of people feel like, you know, it's kind of like soup and stew time, a little bit heartier root vegetable type things, maybe more carb starch heavy in some ways. Um, but again, this is like kind of hibernation-y time in a sense, but we also aren't utilizing as much energy as well. So recognizing some of those pieces, but like I can, I can eat all the fresh veggies and salads and stuff in the summer, but man, it's almost like mid September, early October hits. And it's like a, a hard sell to swallow some salad. <laughs> like I just can't do it. It's weird, but I will take all those same vegetables and I will roast them. And it's just so nourishing, but to eat them raw is like, fuck really? Yeah. It's strange. It's true. It's true. And I think that's why you're right. Like, you know, in the stew, 
is a big fall winter dish, right? And it's all mm -hmm. loaded with all the same vegetables you put in your salad plus meat, but mm -hmm. it's just cooked different. Um, yeah. And I think you just I, did. And I, that was done, I think, out of necessity. Partly, you have all this stuff that you, like you said, harvested all through the summer. You, you, you've now got it. You got to do something with it and it's going to sustain you all winter. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, but yeah, try and catch me eating a stew in the middle of July. No, not going to happen. No. Right. No. Like no. it's really interesting. <laughs> so naturally your body's going to crave and want some of these things as well. Um, yeah. Some people, you might find you're sleeping a little bit more in the winter because probably your melatonin is getting produced earlier in the night because you're getting cues like dark windows and things like that. Right. For my kids, it's way easier to get them to bed this time of night than when summertime hits. And it's like sun shining through the window at nine 30 at night. Still, they're like, mom, <laughs> the moon's not out. It's not bedtime. <laughs> my kids you know? was the same. He would, we had to he's old enough now that he can stay up later, but yeah, even two years ago, it was, it was tough. Like nobody you still got to go to bed at eight 30. You still need your 12 hours because you're growing. Right. And it was just, and then he was still up till 11 because it was bright. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. And then like someone's crying by the end of the night and it's not him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just allowing that to come out. And then, and then I go outside and have my cigar and my whiskey because that's just how mm -hmm. I'm resetting. Uh, yeah. Last <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, ask yourself, where am I coping a little bit more? Like, you know, we talked about substance use in the last episode and like, is this time when you're drinking ramps up for me, it was the opposite. Mine's more related to social kind of enjoyment times. Um, not so much with the bluesy times, right. Um, the boozy bluesies, but that is pretty common, right? Some people will be sticking in or maybe you have more opportunities to socialize. We got Christmas parties, possibly, you know, we've missed out on that last few years, but they're starting up and people are just socializing more. And we always have these celebratory reasons for things, um, stuff like that. So start kind of um, looking at that. And then people who do have, you know, a diagnosis that they maybe take medications for, do you adjust your medications this time of year? Are there other things, you know, some people actually do light therapy. So they've got these really great um, uh, light therapy lamps you can get. I know Costco has sold them before and people have gotten them. So some people will do light therapy in the morning. Um, if you read a book or a place you drink your coffee, I could put mine on my desk, like just facing me all day long kind of thing. Um, you know, Jason's got this amazing light rolling through his window right now. That's really, see, look, we're bringing some light to the darkness. Jason. Ah, it burns. <laughs> burning. I'm throwing garlic at him right now, you guys. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, recognizing like there's things you can do. I know people who, um, you know, regardless of maybe like the skin cancer risk, but that, you know, this was an old school nineties thing, like in the winter would do more tanning booth things, right? Because let's face it, everything looks better tanned. Um, but also, uh, because of the, that, that light, right. Some people double up on their vitamin D triple up quadruple up, you know, kind of thing. They'll take more vitamin D. They might uh, just be trying to um, enhance the happy neurochemicals through exercise and intentionally doing more of that. I'm also going to recommend, you know, it's not just about like exercise, but also connection. We can get more disconnected in the winter because there's just less social activities or maybe things like that, that get us out and about. We're less likely to get out because it's cold and kind of yucky. So encouraging connection with others, because that'll increase your oxytocin, your connection hormone, and uh, like some serotonin and some things like that from, from the happy hormones, because we naturally also get lowered immunity at this time of year as well. And all of those things are linked with higher immunity, right? When we have good 
good social uh, circles and we have good social connection, which is also why through COVID that was the whole isolation bit was actually really hard on our immune systems, right? Especially um, in the wintertime. It got way bad. Remember when they did the big lockdowns for the last two Christmases, basically? They're mm-hmm. telling people not to socialize. That made, I, I know a lot of people got sick and they're, I think the, the even people I knew who were up were more de- were depressed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So all of those things affect our immune system. So we are this like big, beautiful ecosystem of, um, you know, things influencing other things, right? And like, again, if we can get a little bit more sleep at this time of year, recognizing that this is our more restful time, we're not meant to be as productive as we have been at other times and to like give ourselves permission for that, because so much of our core cognition of like who we are, our purpose and our worth is linked to what we produce. We need to societally really kind of gear that back so that we each can give ourselves permission to like do less this time of year, because it will, it'll impact your mood. You'll get more sleep. You'll have better immunity. Um, and then you kind of come out of that in this new, fresh, rejuvenated state to like take on what springtime summer is going to bring, you know, um, allow yourself to kind of do those and then find enjoyable activities. So I was talking about some, uh, about this the other day is, uh, you know, people who hate winter. So as a kid, we like love winter because, oh, it's snowing. And then like, it gets to a point where you're like, I don't want to drive in this, or I can't wear certain clothes in this. And it's such a pain in the ass, or it's so cold for me. I had a really bad uh, car accident in the winter. So that was always a big trigger for me, like since my early twenties. So I really started to dread, wintertime for those reasons. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is torture. So I, in my early twenties, like forced myself to take up snowboarding. I was never a winter sport person. We just didn't have the capacity in my family. And uh, yeah, I took up snowboarding for a few years to force myself to be excited for snowfalls and to like drive up to the hill and conquer all those things. Right. So then I got excited for it and then it kind of wore off and became a pain in the ass again and some things like that. But then when I had kids, snow became exciting again, because it's so much funner for them to play in the snow than just the cold itself. Right. So, um, finding things that you can enjoy in the cold weather that you can't do in the summer and really kind of anchoring into that and like stepping outside the box, you know, even if it's just going into the back country and having a fire with your family, right. And enjoying being outside in the cold so that you're not just sitting there despising it until March or April comes. <laughs> It's, a, it's like anything it's you, you adapt find ways to adapt to to the situation and i think as a species because we've become so hooked in our comforts like we love the comforts we don't want to give up the comforts and we're, we're very much we talked about this a few episodes back becoming risk averse and not wanting to go out of our comfort zone i think you need to do that because it just makes life it might be hard at first but life becomes more rewarding Mm-hmm. in that sense i think in the long run and the more you kind of run towards what's making you feel uncomfortable or scaring you the less uncomfortable and scary you get so yeah, yeah that's great that you went and did the snow you did, did like you know the the snowboarding i took up like snowshoeing you know i love to sort of even just sit outside around a bonfire yeah. you know up in the hills like just it's just stuff that it, it makes it a more I, I liked it anyways but it makes it more pleasurable and you can still bond with other people Yeah, exactly. Right. And then recognize, you know, are you one of those people like I know people who live up north, like Yukon kind of area, and they're like, our winters are hard, right? Like they get extreme summer, extreme winter in terms of light and dark, not weather, like yes, weather wise in the winter, but I mean, they don't have the most loveliest of summers, right? Um, Beautiful in their own ways, but they recognize like, oh, that's way too long for me. I have to go take a summer escape. So there's a lot of people who will seek that summer escape somewhere and go to a place where it's warm 24 seven, right? 
I love being in Kamloops because it is a four season city. Like we legitimately get a spring, summer, winter and or fall and winter. Right. And I really love that. But there are people who resist that where, like you said, we're creatures of habit. We like predictability. We like stability. And what is less stable than four seasons a year, right? Like that's a lot of change. That's a lot to flow through, but it's gradual and it's subtle. And we are so I think we are so blessed to be able to experience all four seasons. When you get to see those trees change and you get to see the entire cycle of seasons, I think that is beautiful. I love the summer, but I don't know if I could love the summer as much if I had it 365 days a year, right? Well, I agree. The, the, it was an interesting Christmas because I was overseas in Australia, but it was 35 degrees out on Christmas day and you're wearing shorts. <laughs> and it just wasn't the same. They got the trees and the Santa and all that. And I'm like, there's just something wrong here. You know what I miss? I missed having that cold, the fire in the fireplace, the snow on the ground. Christmas. Totally. I couldn't do it. I could not do, I could not do warm weather. I couldn't, and same, as much as I love fall and winter, I couldn't live in like the Arctic where it was just cold and snowy 365 days a year. You need that variety. That makes you appreciate it's like in life, you got to have the hard times to appreciate the good times, right? You got to have balance, order and chaos. It's all important and it's all good. Bingo. Yeah. So we're really just encouraging people to flow with the change. And if you're expecting yourself to function in these next like three, four months, the same way that you have been functioning for the past three or four get get the hell out of here already because you're not going to you really need to embrace that there is a different flow of life during this time of year and that there's not something wrong with you if you are not functioning the way you were before it's about embracing and listening to yourself of like what do you need this season because you're not wearing the same clothes and you're not wearing the same shoes I look down and I am right now when we're recording this I've got sandals on but <laughs> But essentially, you know, you adjust your external environment, you've, you've turned your, your furnaces on in your house, right? Like, let your body do this too. let your energy do this, let your input output centers in terms of what you are producing and what you're doing as a human to do the same thing. We give that grace to every other thing in our life, except for ourselves. Yeah. No in, in, in all things, almost, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's, we are the hardest on ourselves. In all aspects, when we, we, we give that same kindness where that we needed those moments to other people. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right? So yeah, there you go. The weather sort of on integrateness podcast, right? <laughs> Jason and Julian, but anyway, that was a really good chat. And I think there's some, hopefully you take away some good stuff there and give yourself permission just to change a little bit this, this winter season. Yeah. You'll probably like it a lot more if you do. I think so. Embrace it. Embrace it. Much like I embrace the darkness and I'm going to close these curtains now and go hide. Uh, no. Until next week, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. Talk to you then.